I want people to understand that, you know, it's more than a vision board. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually coming up with a plan that dreaming big, thinking big, envisioning what it is we want to accomplish. And then coming up with that process, those steps, following continuous improvement methodologies to accomplish whatever it is that that companies, organizations, teams, and even individuals imagine that they want to come to pass. Hey everybody, I'm Elizabeth Swan. And I'm Tracy O'Rourke, and we are from the Just In Time Cafe. Welcome to our podcast. At the cafe, we wrestle with tough questions, we talk to groundbreakers, discuss great books, and get insights from Lean Six Sigma practitioners who are making a difference in the world. We let you in on helpful apps, bring you the news, and challenge the status quo so you can build your problem-solving muscles. So Elizabeth, what is on the cafe menu today? Well, Tracy, today's highlight is our interview with the internet doyenne, Deandra Wardell. We explore the intersection she's created between vision, strategy, and continuous improvement, and maybe tiaras. <laughs> I want to know that. I know, you know. <laughs> For Hot Apps, Deandra is sitting in as our guest reviewer to showcase an app that helps you with the elusive goal of staying on top of everything while you try to get stuff done with other people. Uh, for Q&A, we touch on an issue that came up during our recent live stream session. How do leaders form bonds with workers when workloads consistently hit peak levels and take them away from each other? Mm-hmm. We're enjoying iced coffee at the cafe today, aren't we, Tracy? Yes, because it is hot on both ends of the United States. (laughs) Up next, it's Hot Apps. Yes, it is called Basecamp, which is an integrated project management app. It's a collaboration tool, and I became aware of this app a while back when I read a book by its founders called Remote. And I was interested because Tracy and I had founded a partnership and built a remote company together. And I learned a lot about what made that arrangement work from Basecamp. And this software came out of their need to work together without an office. Um, Of course, the need for software like this has only grown since the COVID-19 pandemic. But today is different. We're inviting our guest, Deandra Wardell, to showcase what she likes about Basecamp. We've been using Basecamp to work together on the design of our workshop for AME's conference which is coming up this October 30th in Cleveland. It's been pretty seamless so far, Deandra. So tell our users a little bit about it. Yeah, so I am a huge fan of Basecamp. There were um, some other collaborative software that I tried, but my team and I, um, the other members of the On to the Next One consulting team, we find that Basecamp works best for us. Um, I like it because... It's a one-stop shop for managing anything that you're working on, any type of project, any type of initiative. And there are different tiles. You know, there's a chat feature. There is a scheduling feature for meetings. There's um, a section for documents. There's a section for tasks. And then not only that, you can link it to other apps and other locations. So like, um, as we've worked together in, in building and developing our workshop for AME Cleveland, you know, we have a Google Doc that we're using to design the workshop. And even as we're, we've, the different things that we've done on LinkedIn Live to do research, well, we can embed those links within Basecamp. And the other thing about it, not only is it user-friendly, it's easily accessible. So when we're on the road, we can access Basecamp on our phones and the look and feel on a mobile is the same as it is on the desktop. So I appreciate that. But, you know, I believe in in things that I think people understand things better when there's a visual, when there's something that they can see. May I share my screen and show you what I'm talking about? Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it. Tracy, how about you? Are you ready for me to share my screen? Absolutely. Okay. 
Okay. Can you see my screen? Loud yes, and clear. Good. Yes. So within Basecamp, there are a number of projects that you can manage. And currently I'm showing you <clears throat> the project tile that we're using, the Elizabeth Swan and I are using <laughs> to manage the AME Cleveland, our AME Cleveland workshop. And Elizabeth, what's the title of our workshop? Our title is Overcoming Obstacles to People-Centered Leadership. Yes. So, um, so I've added the Elizabeth Swan as a member of the team. And as you can see, she's labeled the Elizabeth Swan. And, you know, um, the tiles that I have mentioned. So these are our to-dos. Any documents and files so far, any communication that we've received from the Amy Cleveland planning team, we can access those here. Um, you know, in terms of message board, if there is an email that was sent or some detailed information that applies to the conference in our workshop, we leave it here. So, for example, you know, we have our hotel information and then we have fun in the campfire. Uh, so a few weeks ago, Elizabeth Swan and I, we were conducting some research by doing a LinkedIn live. We wanted to understand what gets in the way of people centered leadership. We created a graphic. You know, we we got the approval of the CEO from AME. She loved it. And, um, you know, we so it was quick chats that we could do here. But one of the things that I really like about, um, you know, like I said, there are, as I shared earlier, you can link other locations, other online locations, locations to this tool. So, for example, there is information that AME has shared with all of the presenters for the workshop. So instead of us, you know, if we have to reference something or if we have a question about something, instead of fumbling through our emails, it's here. Um, there's also an option we could download it and save it in our docs and files. Um, in our to-dos, you know, we have work that we keep up with and that we can collaborate. We can chat back and forth to one another. Um, so for example, Coming up this Wednesday, we have a task. We want to thank the people who helped us out and provided us such good information with our LinkedIn Live discussion we had and the poll that followed. And then as one of our next steps to designing the workshop, we want to analyze those LinkedIn poll results and include those in with the talking points and the different interactive um, parts of the workshop that we're developing using that feedback from others. And so this is, like I say, a one-stop shop for everything that we need to do to, to manage what's going on. Um, you know, there's a schedule and that schedule includes any meetings that we have. Um, you know, if you're concerned about, oh, well, you know, where am I? What's going on? It keeps a running list of the all the activities that we're working on in the project. So absolutely love Basecamp. I use it uh, for my business. I use it for my personal life. Um, I even use it for the volunteer work that I do with different organizations, including the volunteer work that I do with my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. <laughs> Got that in. You knew it was coming. So, <laughs> so yeah, so what, so Elizabeth, uh, you know, you had, when we started talking about, you know, how it is we wanted to track and keep up with activities and tasks to develop the workshop. And, you know, you were eager to try Basecamp. What do you think about it now that you've been working in it for several months? I like it. I feel like it's fairly intuitive. Mm -hmm. You know, you just reminded me of the day, hey, we can use the, you know, the planning doc in collaboration with Basecamp. So that was like, oh, good reminder, because I wanted to build the thank you message. Um, and we could go back and forth there. But like you said, that's part of this platform. Mm -hmm. um, and then just, I love having the messages come up with my due dates and our conversations. So that just is uh, seamless. And I don't know, there's some fun to it, I think, for me. Yeah. You know, I, um, so Elizabeth and I have used Asana. And now that you've used both, I would love to hear any thoughts around, you know, what, if you had a preference, I mean, it looks, I, I, Basecamp, I think looks nicer and it seems like, you know, there's a page for every um, project, which is cool. And so any, any thoughts to 
Um, just, I know you don't have a long list of stuff planned or prepared, but any initial thoughts on what you like better? I would say just thinking about that lower quadrant, the campfire, that there's something, uh, kind of, they kept their startup feel that fun aspect to it. The kind of, Hey, we're, we're just, you know, shooting the breeze here. We're having, you know, a conversation like the, that aspect of it is has its own kind of cachet, little little flair. It's fun, and I think I like that. I, you know, I know that there's they're both project management, and you know, you and I have gotten really used to one. But I was, I'm still learning, but I'm appreciating how easy it has been to just you know jump into DeAndre's campfire and you know roast my marshmallows and have a good time. <laughs> I want marshmallows. I know I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, the, the other thing is I, I listen to you talk. I think about feedback that I've received from um, clients that I work with because, you know, leaders are busy. You know, they want to know what, you know, quick updates as to what's going on. Where are we? What's the next due date? Um, you know, it's cumbersome fumbling through emails or looking up a spreadsheet or what have you. And, you know, you can set up notifications um, to get a summary of daily information or weekly, whatever you feel comfortable with the cadence. Again, you can get the alerts on your phone and it's a great, you know, intuitive, user-friendly, interactive tool that helps with, with strategic planning. That's, that's a big thing that I enjoy most about it because I can use that as another way um, to work with organizations and teams from an accountability standpoint of, you know, where are we in relation to what it is that we're trying to accomplish? And um, and specifically for this project, our workshop at AME Cleveland, it's, you know, it's fun. It's, you know, Elizabeth and I, sometimes we're in meetings all day. We don't get to talk, but we can go in and put an update or if we have some new information or if we have a new revelation about something we need to add to the workshop. We can create tasks for one another. If I set a due date that, you know, Elizabeth feels like, oh, no, I think we can pull that in. She can go in and change the due date. So I just love the flexibility of it. And again, how user friendly it is and the yeah. look and feel, you know, I'm visual. It's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> it is nicer looking. I have it to admit, I liked it. Draw, draw my, drew my eye to it versus Asana. So I don't mean to, you know, disparage Asana. I'm just doing some comparisons based on what I know. So very helpful. There's always new apps to manage projects coming out. It's always nice to get a feel for what's out there, what's working, what people like about it. Um, so thank you for sharing. And I just want to um, say, since we're talking about the workshop, as we close out our review of Basecamp with you, which has been really fun, um, we did get a discount code, didn't we? We should probably share with our listeners Yes, yes. for so, the workshop at AME. Yes. Okay, yeah. So let's clarify <clears throat> what this discount really means to you, 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 and you, mm -hmm. whether you're watching or listening, mm -hmm. especially if you're on the fence about, should I attend AME Cleveland? Yes. In the discussion. <laughs> In Let the me discussion. tell you why. In the discussion. For one, it's, it's such a great opportunity for learning, development, networking. Not only that, the Elizabeth Swan and yours truly, DeAndre Wardell, will be presenting a workshop for leaders. But Kim Humphrey, who is the CEO of AME, I absolutely adore Kim. Kim and the uh, leaders of AME have been so kind and gracious. And um, when they learned about our LinkedIn Live, where we were talking about our workshop, have you noticed how I'm building this up? I'm trying to get the excitement going here. Okay, I'm, 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 let, me, let, me, let me race to the finish. So thank you to Kim and the leadership team at AME for gifting us, gifting you an AME code that gives you a discount on the registration. This is the lowest discount available out there to register for AME Cleveland 2023 from period. October 30th to November 2nd, period. Okay, so here is the code. N-P-Dash 
leaders 23. Again, that's an N as in no problem. I can't wait to get to AME Cleveland. P as in, oh my goodness, the Elizabeth Swan and DeAndre Wardell are going to talk about people-centered leadership. NP leaders, that's what we all are, especially when we picture ourselves as a leader. NP leader, leaders, 23 because the conference is happening in 23. So we hope you will take advantage of this code. We hope to see you there. And we especially want to see you in our workshop. And yeah, so I think that is so exciting. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. I love AME. It's, it's The conference is always a blast. Yeah, those so are great. we will all see you there if you all show up. Yes, and and if you decide to, if well, I know I know you're going to register. Make sure you come see us so that we can get a selfie. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Got to get a selfie. We Got to get a selfie. Um, you got your marching orders. DeAndra told you, go sign up, register, and we'll see you in Cleveland. Period. 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 I'm Elizabeth Swan, and you're listening to the Just in Time Cafe podcast. In a short while, you get to hear our interview with DeAndra Wardell. Next up is the issue of leaders finding time to form relationships with their staff when workloads seem to get in the way. DeAndra and I conducted a live session and created a poll about people-centric leadership challenges, and some of the comments were enlightening. Uh, performance improvement coach Amita Sherwood said she's been hearing more and more recently that workloads are blocking relationships, but she thinks it's a symptom of larger issues such as not having clarity on goals, prioritization of work, and standard and efficient work practices. Um, and then one more uh, from Brian Hirschfeld, excuse me, Brian Hirschfeld, continuous improvement manager at Thermo Fisher Scientific. He thinks workload does have an impact, but it's influenced by lack of clarity and speed of change. He's heard people say it can be hard to go, quote, an inch wide and a mile deep because it can feel like priorities change so fast. So without a clear north, everything can feel equally important, sometimes at the expense of putting time into uh, relationships. How about you, Tracy? What, what's your take on this issue? You know, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, happening more and more. <clears throat> it seems like um, we're just busier and busier and when when is there actually downtime? There really isn't. And we were talking about this at an, an organization that I was at. I was doing a leadership course for Costco and there was a supervisor there. She was a former Starbucks manager and she said something that really stuck with me. She said that her, the way she leads is this, she follows one sentence, do not put tasks before people. And she always would just every day re remember to do that. Remember to see the person first before the task. Don't just run over to somebody and go, we need to get this done right now. Oh, good morning. <laughs> and that really resonated with me. It's just something so simple because it just reminds you that you are working with people every day. And if you constantly put tasks in front of people, then they start to feel like they're a cog. And we don't want people to feel that way. I think the other thing that also people run from meetings to meetings to meetings and, and sometimes meetings end sooner. So sometimes we start with just, you know, oh, we're waiting for somebody. Let's, you know, have our little, um, I'd say bag of not icebreakers, if you will, but just questions that you can ask. So that's what I've been doing is when I'm in meetings and we're sort of waiting for somebody to show up or um, it ends just slightly early. I'm not going to keep them the whole time, but I'll just ask people, what what have you done lately that is new? Just share something and I'll just have, and people don't have, all have to participate, but people, some people do and they go, oh, I got something. And then you get to learn something. So I actually learned something about someone in a meeting because I didn't know this about her, but she goes, well, actually I've lost about 25 pounds and everybody knew she had lost 25 pounds, but nobody had said anything because people were like, 
should we say anything about her weight? You know, people are a little sensitive, right? She was in a male dominated environment. And she goes, well, I just got back to, you know, um, playing sports. I just haven't been able to play sports and now I can play sports. And then everybody's like, oh, well, you look great. And so it was just, it was just a nice connection for a moment. So I feel like when connection is hard, you actually have to make an effort to connect with people in short, efficient ways. <laughs> short, efficient ways. What I like about what you're saying is it's not just talking about weather. You actually prepare questions so you have some go-tos. And I'm going to add that to mine because I do enjoy those conversations. I do get on meetings a little bit early and somebody's always there, or we can spend the first minute or so waiting for like the third, fourth person, but that can be useful time. Short, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. short questions. Yeah. And it's not just, oh, how's the weather? Or what are you guys doing this weekend? You know, because sometimes people don't want to share what they're doing on the weekend, or sometimes it's a sad thing and they don't want to talk about it. Uh, these are great points. So I think overall, my take is that these issues don't stand alone. They're intertwined. Like the pace of change is impacting clarity. There's a bit of whiplash about changing priorities. Uh, it's hard to maintain speed without a focus. Um, and I've seen that happen up close. I've seen decisions that amounted to kind of ripping off the Band-Aid to switch gears. But then there's casualties if you do that. Um, and then people often don't speak up. You know, they simply struggle to keep up, right? Like you're saying, with all the tasks. And they become disconnected in the process. And I know that kind of experience can lead to resignation, both figurative and literal. We can mm-hmm. do better. Mm-hmm. I'm Tracy O'Rourke, and you're listening to the Just In Time Cafe podcast. We host these monthly, so you can go to www.jitcafe.com. That's J-I-T-C-A-F-E.com and go to our podcast page because you don't want to miss one of these. Coming up next, it's our featured guest, Deandra Wardell. Tracy, why don't you tell our listeners a little about Deandra? Absolutely would love to talk about Deandra. I wish I could talk about Deandra all day. (laughs) She is a visionary leader and speaker. She specializes in empowering individuals and corporate groups through strategic visioning to achieve goals and sustain transformative change. Deandra launched On to the Next One Consulting, LLC, to serve as a strategic partner and cultural change agent. She works alongside clients to assess, prioritize, and address operational challenges, and her services range from facilitating strategic planning workshops to continuous improvement training to coaching leaders on operationalizing diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility initiatives. She is multi-talented. Deandra's vision is to help organizations and individuals overcome obstacles and achieve their grandest goals one step at a time. And this includes her passion project, the Root Cause Racism Movement, a global initiative to end systemic racism and advance social justice through the application of continuous improvement methodologies and practices. And oh, by the way, she is so much fun. So we are (laughs) psyched to have her back at the cafe. Yes, we are. Welcome, Deandra. We Yay! are looking so forward to talking to you. Tracy and I have enjoyed learning from you over the years, um, starting with attending your strategic visioning experience workshop. I'll let Tracy speak for herself, but I still feel the benefits of that workshop. Um, thinking through my personal goals, setting up daily reminders to help me reach them. Of course, I can testify that your work helped me reach a major milestone, which was my vision to publish my book. And I know she helped you too, Tracy. Absolutely. So self-care has always been something I struggle with, honestly. And I feel like I take care of myself better after we went to that workshop because it was all about self-care. That was my focus and making time for me. And and then I found pickleball. So now I don't have time for anything else, really. Um, (laughs) Not DeAndre's fault. (laughs) But I feel like I'm self-caring. When I play pickleball. So thank you. And we are super excited to have you back at the Just In Time Cafe. So I, it's always a joy and a treat to be in the presence of the 
Elizabeth Swan, and of course, Tracy O'Rourke. I absolutely love you two. You are amazing. You're such great colleagues. You're such great friends. And let me add, when I saw that you both registered for that strategic visioning experience, my heart skipped a beat and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, I've, I've got to bring my A game. I've got to bring my A plus game. But the one of the things I enjoyed most about that is because of what, what I've witnessed, what has manifested as a result of you applying what you learned during that session. And oh my gosh, you know, look what we have now. We have a dream that's turned into a reality. <laughs> yes, we do. Shameless plug for the Elizabeth Swans book, Picture Yourself a Leader. Okay. Oh, here, I'll help me. you with that. Will you help me? <laughs> if I only had a magnet right now. Anyway. <laughs> so we are excited to check in with you to really see and get a feel for what you're doing now. And, and you've shifted from visioning to strategic planning. So let's talk about what's behind that shift. So what's behind the shift? I think it's more so semantics because visioning is a huge part of all the work that I do, because I really believe that if you see it, if you dream it, you can achieve it. Um, and as we know, as you know, you both are trainers extraordinaire and with all of our backgrounds in adult education and with, with continuous improvement, we know that, you know, 90% of the information that our brains respond to that, you know, that we really absorb is visual. And then not only that, we can process information faster when it's visual versus if it's something that's written or something that we hear, like if it's audio. And so the work I do with strategic planning, I have strategic visioning embedded in that. And so I still do the workshops. I've, I've switched my focus more, so more towards working with organizations and working with executives and senior leaders on really helping them to envision the wouldn't it be great for their organization as a first step into doing the work of strategic planning. So it's still there, but I want people to understand that, you know, it's more than a vision board. Mm -hmm. It's actually coming up with a plan that dreaming big, thinking big, envisioning what it is we want to accomplish, and then coming up with that process, those steps, following continuous improvement methodologies to accomplish whatever it is that that companies, organizations, teams, and even individuals imagine that they want to come to pass. Absolutely. I love that. It's like you snuck the vision inside the strategy. <laughs> to me, it's it's a very creative process that I really enjoyed because we have done strategic planning in the past, and I agree. I think it's a wonderful process to insert into strategic planning, starting with something that is very creative and like expand your mind and think about this from a vision perspective and then turn it into goals and objectives. And, and I love that. I think it must be very effective that since you've made that shift. Well, absolutely. And it's, it's very effective. And, you know, I'm a person who practices what I preach. And so as a Toyota Kata geek, um, you know, a huge fan, and I support the improvement in coaching kata. One of the questions that is asked at the beginning of the process, when you're getting the direction or challenge, you ask the question, wouldn't it be great? And the power of asking that question is because your mind gets excited about the possibility versus thinking about, oh my goodness, this is big, huge task. It's this big, huge project, whatever it is that I need to accomplish. Your brain plays along with you and gets excited about, yeah, wouldn't it be great? So um, that is really what I believe helps to make this work such a success. And when I work with organizations on that strategic planning is really taking the time to get the direction, get the challenge, to get the vision. And the other thing too, it's all connected to purpose and mission. 
And that's what we talked about when we did the strategic visioning experience. And that's what we still talk about when I do the strategic visioning experience. When people can get connected to their why, their purpose, why it is that they're on the planet. Even those days when they don't feel like it, you know, I, I, I don't know if you all remember me sharing this during our workshop, but that vision board will call out to you. It will pull you. It will get you excited about the next thing that you're working on. Um, it does. I, I following your advice, it's my screensaver. So I come up in the morning and I go, Oh, this is, this is exactly <laughs> where I'm going. Um, so I'm curious. I mean, I think what you're talking about, the alignment, the inclusion of all those pieces, mm -hmm. I see that being really powerful. But I know that leaders, you know, are struggling. And I want to know, not all the time, but there are things that, that are challenging for them. So what do you see uh, leaders facing in terms of challenges for strategy and planning? Sure. So what I often see for leaders, as well as um, when I'm working with individuals about you know, their plans and what it is they want to accomplish, oftentimes they're overwhelmed they're overwhelmed with what it is they you know their future state and they look at their current state and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm light years away from where I want to be. In addition to that, everything is mission critical. Everything is a priority. So it's hard to pinpoint where to get started and then to even start. And so that is why, again, that visioning is so important because it helps people to really focus on the big picture that's aligned with the mission, the values, the purpose, all of those um, aspects. But in addition to that, it's it's using what we learn in continuous improvement, whether you practice Lean Six Sigma, the Toyota production system, the improvement kata, what have you. You know, you look, think about that future state, but you look at the current state without any judgment and you look at where is the next place you want to be, not in the long, long term, but in, you know, within the next few weeks or the next few months and breaking things down to where it's more manageable. And so, um, you know, that that's one of the things that I think is so important when I work with leaders to help them focus on, to get past that, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. Everything's a priority. You know, I have all these people, you know, calling, messaging me, checking in with me, you know, what's going on with the bottom line? What's going on with Wall Street? What's going on with my board? It's a lot, but really taking the time to get clarity on what it is that needs to be focused on and then determining what that first step needs to be and then working towards that. And then moving on to the next one. Oh, I like that phrase. Yeah, turn that you... into a name for a business. <laughs> oh my, that's such a good idea. I'll think about it. <laughs> um, so one of the things that strikes me when you talk about this, the overwhelm, the, you know, what is your vision? What strategy will get you to that vision? And also what is not your strategy? What is not on that list? Because the overwhelm, I think part of that is, not making those hard choices of, well, if you want to do that, then you're not doing something. What is it? You know, just being rational and being critical, looking at your list and saying, that's a great list. I'd love it if I personally could do all that or me and my team or the organization, but that's a two-year list. So being just a little more realistic about what you can and cannot do and le leaving some things off that board. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Saying no, just say no, Tracy. We, we often no. talk about just say no training. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, Deandra, I mean, you have done a lot in your career. I mean, you, you know, since we've gotten to know you, you've been, you've done a lot of things. It's so impressive. So I'm curious, you've been a business unit manager, a global lean Six Sigma director, a VP of HR and continuous improvement. How did all of that lead you to becoming a chief strategy officer? So in any role that I've, I've ever been blessed and, and fortunate to have and earn, um, whether it's when I was in the banking industry, because I was a banking manager, I've been in retail, um, you know, I managed two clothing stores and two of the biggest malls in Louisville, Kentucky. And then the other roles that you talked about, there are 
three common components of any and all the work that I did. And it goes back to purpose, people, and processes. And when you are clear on what the purpose is, what the mission, what the objectives are for the organization or the company you're working for, and then you really take the time to focus on people, not just the customers, but those people who you work with, those people who are doing the work, and then look for opportunities to improve upon processes so that you can deliver whatever product or service it is for the people, that you have processes functioning in such a way so that the people who are doing the work can be successful. And then all that ties back to the purpose. And so to answer your question, how is it that you know ultimately I became a chief strategy officer? It was because you know I made sure everybody was part of the vision as the vice president of human resources and continuous improvement. And so it was recommended, this position was actually created for me to become the chief strategy officer because in every aspect of the organization, and at that time I worked for a not-for-profit, um, it was just, strategy was a part of everything. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing too is, you know, I have gone through so much training on strategic planning, you name the book, I've probably read it. But the other thing too, I've lived it. In those different roles, you know, I had responsibilities to deliver. And one of the things that, you know, I always, always kept at the forefront of my mind is I couldn't do it alone. The team had to be engaged. And, um, and the team included those people who were a part of my team that reported to me and the teams that I was a part of and who I reported to. And just making sure that there is that alignment and that, you know, information flows freely and goals are cascaded. And, you know, so like I said, that's how I became a chief strategy officer. And then as a result of being in that position, that inspired me to step out on my own, hoping to have a bigger impact and to work with more organizations um, to achieve the success and all the great things that teams that I had worked with previously had achieved. Um, this, it's funny, I hadn't thought about it this way, but listening to you reminds me that sometimes I would think my background in, you know, performing improvisational comedy, what does that have to do with coaching people through continuous improvement or Tracy's career, uh, early career in sales, you know, before, uh, becoming in her words, a continuous improvement zealot. And it reminds me of the book. Range by David Epstein. Um, I think the subtitle is Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. And it's just this, what you just described, pulling all of that, um, you know, specific knowledge together makes you better at, right? And just fill in the blank, right? In your case, um, you've pulled that all into vision and strategy, uh, which is so impressive. That's great. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And you know, DeAndre, I just have to say, you look amazing. Have we <laughs> talked about how amazing you look? Your makeup is amazing. Your hair looks amazing. And we can't ignore this beautiful piece of jewelry on your head, this tiara. And I, you know, follow you on social media like many people, and they've probably seen you be wearing these tiaras. But I would love for you to tell the story about how you are brightening everyone's day. And tell us about the origins of your queenly attire, please. Oh, my goodness. I will be happy to share that with you. So first of all, thank you for that compliment. That's one of the reasons that I appreciate you two so much is we're always uplifting and encouraging one another. I, Whenever we talk or chat, I always walk away from that conversation feeling so inspired. You know, my cape is flapping in the wind a little bit more. I feel like superwoman. I can do everything. So thank you so much for those kind words. But to talk about the crown. So <laughs> if anyone has talked to me for more than 20 minutes, they will know that I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And as a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, I, it means so much to me to be affiliated with this organization, primarily because of the service work that we do. 
not only that, um, you know, throughout my time frame as a member, the mentors I've had and the leadership development and training that I've experienced as a result of being a member, just, it just blesses my heart. And so, um, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And finally, that day came. So one of the milestone celebrations that we recognize within the sorority is if when you've been a member for 25 years, you reach silver status. So there are members who are uh, 50-year members, are considered golden. You've been, if you've been a member for 65 years, that's pearl status. Membership of 75 years is considered a diamond. So I reached the first membership milestone this year by becoming a silver member. And typically during our sorority regional conferences or at our international meeting, there is a, a special luncheon where all of us who've reached these milestones wear a crown and we wear like for those who've reached 25 years, well, we're all silver for those gold and they'll wear gold, so on and so forth. Well, being true to who I am and I believe if you're going to do anything, go big or stay at home, or don't go at all. So what I decided is um, for my silver year, I would wear a crown every day. And so everywhere I go, to the gym, to the grocery, to church, keynoting at Katakan, <laughs> um, you know, when I spoke at AME's virtual summit earlier this year, I had a crown on. And so what has happened is wearing this crown has evolved. For one, it's, you know, as you all know, I love accessories. So it's a fabulous, you know, accessory. But the interesting people and the conversations that wearing these crowns have, have led me to. And so, um, and especially when I meet young women and they'll say, oh, is today your birthday? And I'll say, no. And they say, are you just wearing a crown because you're a queen? Yes. And then they'll compliment me and I'll say, well, you know, you're a queen too. And it just, I've, like I said, I've met so many interesting people all around the world and it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, so this will go on at least until the end of the year, maybe longer. <laughs> because you and know, once you build a habit, it's hard to break. I've been wearing yeah. a crown since New Year's Eve. There's no reason to break that habit, none at all. No, in I, fact, yeah, you should just I'm, reinforce it. You need more, more tiaras, more crowns. <laughs> I'm with you when you're right. <laughs> so, so what, how many, how many do you have right now? Um, so let me let me put it like this: I have, I have almost the same amount of crowns as I do pairs of glasses. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And maybe even as many as Tracy has shoes on just <laughs> or wigs. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So the um, last count I was, it was around 50 ish. Mm -hmm. Wow, so. that's awesome. Yes. Um, so switching gears a little bit, because I want to get into kind of your background. Um and, and the upcoming uh, AME conference. But I realized today that I'm on the Northeast Board of Directors for AME. Tracy's on the West Coast Board of Directors for AME. And you're affiliated with AME. So during the international conference in 2022, AME Dallas, I was invited to participate um, in a, on a keynote panel and I also presented a workshop on strategic visioning. And it totally blew me away when this opportunity came to pass. And my best friend said to me, Deandra, why are you surprised this ha is happening? She said, you put that on your vision board this year. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so um, attending AME, that was my first time. And it was like, I, I think I said it was like, Disney World for continuous improvement, because people who I have been talking to, you know, in a virtual space, that was our first opportunity to meet in person, so much information, so many valuable workshops, so many powerful keynotes, 
And then, of course, you know, sharing a stage with Mark Graben and Amy Grouter during the um, keynote panel discussion, you know, being able to to be front center up close with a fireside chat with Billy Ray Taylor, uh, you know, Karen Martin was there. Patrick Adams, I'm just some of everybody. And it was, it was, it was such an amazing experience. And as a result of that, you know, I wanted to become more involved and an opportunity presented itself for me to join um, the Midwestern board. And on the board, I, you know, I'm new, you know, I'm, I'm new to AME, new to the board, but the way that they have embraced me and welcomed me, and I, I have a task, I help out with the social media and communication of the events that are taking place in our region, but it's just a phenomenal and is such a fulfilling experience. Now, what I'm even more excited about <laughs> is AME Cleveland. Now that's the work, I know it. So that's the workshop or not, that's the international conference. It starts October 30th and it goes to November 2nd. But can I tell you why I'm most excited about AME Cleveland? Do tell Deandra. Okay, let me tell you. This will be my first time meeting the Elizabeth Swan in person. Isn't that insane? That is insane. Yes. That is insane. So all of these years that we followed each other, that we've been working together, you know, we talk pretty much weekly. We're accountability partners with different things that we're working to achieve in life, but we've never met in person. So not only will this be our first time to actually meet, we will be co-facilitating a workshop together. And we're going to talk about overcoming the obstacles to people-centered leadership. We've been developing and designing this workshop since May, I believe. Yeah. And oh my goodness, it's going to be, it's going to be like Campbell's soup. Mm-mm, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a deanderism. You know what? I think I pictured, I just pictured a label, a Campbell's soup label with Deandra and Elizabeth on it and Deandra wearing a crown. Ooh, good. So listen, listen, not only can we picture ourselves as a leader, we can picture ourselves on a label of a soup can. <laughs> Man, the things that we're capable of. We can do anything. You can do anything, anything, especially when you were in a crown, you can do anything. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I'm very excited. So if you want to go to this workshop, um, then you definitely need to show up at least on Monday. It's on Monday, right? The Monday of the session. So it's pre-work, pre-conference, yeah. fly in on Sunday, attend the workshop on Monday, and then attend the rest of the conference the rest of the week. Elizabeth, any thoughts, anything you want to share about about the workshop, about attending the conference, anything else? Yeah, yeah I want to share the title. <laughs> Overcoming <laughs> Obstacles to People-Centered Leadership, Adapting Your Operational Strategy. Strategy. One, one to five. Yeah, there's the strategy in there. Very Hashtag cool. strategy. Hashtag strategy. Okay, strategy. so last question because we could talk to you all day deandra <laughs> but we don't have all day unfortunately so what is the best way for people to reach you if they are interested in reaching out i don't know who wouldn't be interested at this point so anyone who would like to reach out and and if you want to have virtual coffee if you want to chat if you want to talk about strategy no matter what it is the best way to reach me is via my website and that's www.deandrawardell D-E-O-N-D-R-A, Wardell, W-A-R-D-E-L-L-E at the end, dot com. It's Very just cool. that simple. Just that simple. <laughs> as, as the, I don't know if, if, if the young folks still say this. I try to be hip. My nieces and nephews tease me. But anyway, but that expression, Google me. DeAndraWardell.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it what, works. Just, one Go last thing, just say, Google me bra. Cause that's what my son says. So I guess bra is like what we call people now. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm going to leave that one alone. Leave that one alone. <laughs> and I just want to point out, I can't say Google me. Cause then you're going to find like a million pictures of Kira Knightley who played Elizabeth Swan in Pirates of the Caribbean. You oh, know? Okay. And you know, and then people will be disappointed. 
um, <laughs> you'd see her because, you know, they should have been seeing me. Well, you know, so we, we need to fix that. We need to figure out what, you know, we need to do with the SEO so that when people Google the Elizabeth Swan, mm-hmm. yes, there they can <laughs> picture themselves a leader. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are a smart reader. Just saying that right here and now. I'm with you. Deandra Wardell, what a pleasure. What a treat. I am so thrilled Mwah. you came to the cafe. Mwah. 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 Be sure to register for our next webinar on August 24th, featuring Thomas Bertels, co-author of the new book, Fixing Work. The webinar is titled The Triple Win, Designing Work to Deliver for Everyone. That's cool. If you're looking for guidance on becoming better at lean cultural transformation, come join Elizabeth and me for our interactive course at UC San Diego Lean Six Sigma Leadership. It starts this August, and you can join from anywhere in the world. And have you ordered Elizabeth's book yet? Be sure to get a copy of the best-selling Picture Yourself a Leader because you are the one, whether you know it or not, and you can get better at it. All the links are below. Uh, But before you go check the links, you should check out Baby Got Tools. That is Tracy's Hits Lean parody rap video because it will pump you up to crush waste. (laughs) And uh, also, if you haven't heard us talk about it, we're reissuing the Problem Solvers Toolkit this fall. Demand keeps going up. So Tracy and I are giving it a little TLC. We're almost done, but we keep you posted on the relaunch. So stay tuned for all the news by joining our community at the Just In Time Cafe. That's J-I-T-C-A-F-E dot com. We're always psyched to have your company. The Just-In-Time Cafe is a great place to visit. We love getting smarter with you. Join us next month and every month for your jolt of lean caffeine.